0: This is the GPL Podcast, sponsored by Vintage Minnesota Hockey, your exclusive source for throwback Minnesota jerseys. Visit VintageMNHockey.com. GPL Podcast, Episode Number One Hundred and Forty Seven, getting close to that one fifty mark. Well, Vix is having a little kid terror, you know, all the schools being closed and things like that. So he's going to join us when he gets a chance. Shouldn't be too long. But uh, we got Hammy here, and Hammy, how you doing? Not too bad How about yourself. I'm freezing cold. Yeah, well, me too. <laughs> I'm hoping to keep this a short, a, a shorter podcast tonight because. You know, the heat just keeps running, but my my little office is just a little cold, so I just want to crawl into bed and go to sleep.
1: (laughs) Well, I saw you did that whole water toss thing on Facebook where it freezes in the air, right, or whatever, so.
0: Yeah, I had never really done that before, so I thought I'd give it a try, and my daughter recorded it. She's like, I don't want to do it. I'm like, typical 18-year-old doesn't want to be on camera.
2: So I did
0: that, and it was fun, you know. Never done that before, so just having a little fun with the cold. I mean, the cold doesn't bother me, but now when I'm just kind of sitting around and in my cold little office. I, I, yeah, but did you have to go to work today? I've been to work every day this week. I'm usually the first. You had one to in drive. Office.
1: You had to drive to work. Really? Yeah. I got I was fortunate today. I didn't have to go in.
0: They yeah, said nah, no, Don't come in. You know, I, I can work from home, but I would just rather work from work because I can just get more done. It seems like just I, you know, I need server access and things like that. It's just, and then I don't have the dog distracting me and whatever. So I know I just do better at work. Gotcha. Me and half the office. Because most people are gone today. Working from home, working from home. So, who knows? Who knows? Jess is already saying, um, won't tell you guys it was short sleeve weather here. Where are you, Jess? I mean, you've got to be in some kind of warm place. Um, the thing is, I wear short sleeves every day. I'm wearing short (laughs) sleeves right now. Well, i got a sweatshirt on over it, but, uh, (laughs) I'm a short sleeve guy. But when it's this cold, my legs are cold, my feet are cold, and I'm just, uh, it's the gun show, like, year-round for you, uh, Definitely not a gun show. <laughs> but, you know, when you're overweight like me, you just pretty much have to, uh, yeah, stay a little cooler.
2: So, right, gotcha. Sounds out,
0: guns out, says Tops. Yeah, definitely no guns, so that's just how it is. Well, let's get to hockey because the Badgers were in town last week, Hammy, and, uh, boy, it started off real well. I mean, you know, yeah. You know, Matsko didn't say that the the team played very well Friday night, but uh, and they and they didn't. But it sure was a fun game. It seemed like an old school Badger game.
1: Yeah, it was. It was kind of a weird game, and I you know I think a lot of people had a very you know after the game was over and I was reading comments or whatever, people kind of had a very like a little bit of a simplistic way of looking at it. It was almost like the attitude is, well, if you get badly outshot but you win the game and you score a lot of goals, that must mean their goalie sucked. No. And our goalie played really well, and, and like, that's the explanation. It's like, well, you know, the, I think that game was all about how the Gophers took advantage of some great opportunities that they had and, and mixed with the fact that I thought Wisconsin defensively played poorly. I don't think it was really the goaltending on Wisconsin. I mean, I realize they haven't been great this year, but um, when I think of, you know, the first handful of goals, I didn't think there were bad goals at all. I mean, Sadik picks a corner. She he comes down after her turnover and picks a corner. You know what on his off wing, um, you have. Uh, let's see. It was well, it was Pitlick that had the one timer. You know that's usually when you get the goalie moving mm-hmm. a tough goal. You know a tip shot where it hits the point or the pipe, and you know Norman's there to clean up a, the rebound and you know a, a bounce off a skate. I mean you can't really blame goalies for some of these things, and um, I, I just thought that was a little bit of a. a kind of a weak way to look at that game. I thought the Gophers took advantage of some, you know, opportunities. And defensively, I was surprised at how poorly Wisconsin played. But I guess they are pretty young. And Osiki's not quite working his magic there yet.
0: <laughs> well, like like you said, you know, they, they the Gophers started pretty well. They ended up, you know, switching out their goalie. Um, Badgers got back into it. And, you know, halfway through the third, it's a 5-4 game. And then all hell broke loose. All of a sudden, it, literally a few minutes later, it was 9-4. And, 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 you know, we've got Tomps here in the in Mixo chat. He's listening in, and I know they were down a person Friday night, so they had to keep track of nine goals happening in a short span of time. I think it was nine. Was it nine goals that period? It was, it was a ton of goals that yep. period. Yep. And and uh, being underhanded, I'm guessing Toms, uh, they were a little flustered. But, uh, yeah, he said, that's what he said, nine effing goals in the third, nine times, he's saying. So, <laughs> yeah. it it, it was a crazy finish, but it was fun. And, 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 uh, but Moscow was like, we didn't play well at all. Yeah. I mean,
1: I I think it was one of those deals. It kind of reminded you of one of those old school, like seventies and eighties kind of a game. I mean, like when you see highlights of, you know, (laughs) some of the gopher games from like the, you know, seventies and the eighties. Um, some of which I remember being at, but, uh, we won't go there. Uh, anyways, (laughs) uh, we don't want to talk about age. Um, But yeah, it was like that was real wide open, you know. I mean, I realized that some of it was just like I said earlier, sloppy defensive play. And I thought some of the goals that the Gophers gave up. I mean, there was some really weak spacing between the defensemen; they did poor job on that, and um, just not not very good coverage. And um, I I just kind of feel like sometimes our our defense doesn't really have very good hockey sense, and some of the decisions that they make and the angles that they take, it's just like, what are you doing out there? So. Uh, it gets a little frustrating. So I could see why the coach would think that. that.
0: Yeah, he, he wasn't happy, um, you know, after the game. And uh, and the funny thing is, the, the next night, obviously, the Badgers came back, beat him in a much closer game. And then, of course, Mosko says, oh, we played way better than last night. We, we played a pretty good game. Uh, but they lost the game, and that's kind of the bottom line.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is kind of weird how sometimes, you know, you see a team, uh, you know, when they – don't play well on the one game, you know, in the one game they win it and then they play better the next night and they lose. And I mean, I've seen that before, whether it's Gophers or elsewhere. And, um, so I, I do think that they played a little bit smarter the the second night. It just that Wisconsin also, you know, kind of did a little bit better job and, um, just happened to get that kind of game winner in the third period. And we couldn't just match that. It just didn't get over the hump that night.
0: And of course, uh, You know, uh, we had Walker that was out Saturday night, and it it probably, you know, they had to mix up the lines. Things got all changed. And, of course, our friend Jess Myers, who was on the podcast, (laughs) just had to uh, ask uh, It it was it a discipline issue? And Moscow literally looked at him and said, are you crazy? And uh, it, it was quite entertaining to have Jess Myers be put on the spot because we love it when he gets put on the spot. Um, uh, that was my, you mean other- like what
1: he was wine- white. was it? Wasn't he the one that wrote the article where he was complaining about, uh, the Gophers beating North Dakota and, or what, was, you know, <laughs> yeah, as a kid, that was he- his
0: article when he was a kid. Ah, you big baby. <laughs> <laughs> kid over it. Yeah. But, but, you know, that was the highlight of the weekend for me. was, well, one of the highlights of the weekend was when, when, when he just looked at Jess with a weird look at his face and said, are you crazy? And it was, uh, <laughs> Was well, did we sh-
1: confirm that that it was, uh, you know, like they were concerned about uh concussion issue there? Know, or what
0: it, that, know, did we ever have that confirmed? You know, that's just it. I don't think anything has been confirmed yet. And I mean,
1: I realize I can't talk about, you know, the whole, the medical issues with the way that the legal system is or whatever. But uh, nonetheless, I know that the rumors tend to fly on some of that stuff. And I didn't, yeah. I think Vigo said something about potentially
0: yeah. it being that, so.
1: We'll all blame that, Vigo. We'll blame Vigo for outing people's medical
0: problems. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Actually, here I have the audio bit from Jess Myers. So we can will do this on the flyer. So see if you can hear it. <laughs> Are you crazy? So yeah, that's uh, that's Moscow. I mean, I don't, I don't think Lucio acted that way, but uh, yeah, I
1: was gonna, way to ingratiate yourself to the head coach in his first <laughs> year. After all, after all, just a great start there, yeah, and, and the look on
0: his face too was just precious. So it was entertaining, but you know, you know, I, I was you know going through a couple of the tweets and I, I was reading uh, Vaughn, or kind of has a, a point here. He says they sweep the Irish on the road, then lose three or four to Michigan State and Wisconsin which is the real identity and i kind of responded to him i don't think we have enough podcast time to figure out what the identity of this team is because they are just so up and down and it's really
1: weird because it almost seems like the entire league with the exception of you know ohio state you know it it kind of seems like that's how everybody is you know it's like you think okay, they played pretty well that weekend. No, nah, they didn't play that great that weekend. You know, it's like all over the place, and um, you know, I it's very weird because you, you see some results that you're like, how did that happen? And then <laughs> you kind of realize, well, oh yeah, I guess they're just like kind of a 500 team this season so far. So um, it, it was very weird. It's hard. It's very a very unpredictable thing. I think we've talked about at least I've talked about the last few weeks that you know we're not going to get an at large, and maybe it's a at least not in terms of uh getting in without having won the playoffs and i think maybe this year that's probably the the best thing that this program would have to do you know i mean it's to at least earn their way into it because um sometimes i feel like there's a little bit of there's a little bit too much of thinking that you just automatically deserve to be there and maybe uh, having to win it this year is something that will be better for the program in the long run
0: yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, like you said, if they were to get an at-large bid, they would have to have a lot happen. They have to win a bunch of games and have a bunch of quirky things happen for them to get to get up there in the, in the top of the rankings. So, like you said, it's really going to be you know, how do you finish the season? Can you win the big the Big Ten tournament if they want to to make the tournament? Because without the Big Ten tournament, they're going to be on. They're not. Gonna, they're just not going to be in there. Yeah, and
1: I, you know the thing is, is that I. I I know the seniors, of course, don't like to hear this stuff, but for me, it's just as much as, you know, how does some of these younger guys finish out the year, uh, especially some of the freshmen? We've seen some improvements among some of those players um, as the season has gone along, and you, you want to feel like, okay, you have some positive momentum um, as the season kind of winds down. and Even if you don't make the NCAAs, you kind of want to feel like you have some positive things to look forward to next year with some of the players that are coming back, and um, you know, I think we've seen that, and we just want to continue to see some improvements and, um, you know, some of the new guys coming in next fall, you know, just having a little bit more optimism in that sense.
0: Vigs joins us now. How are you doing, Viggs? Yeah, I thought I could hear something in the background. <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen.
2: How are you doing? Well, you know, this whole uh, weather thing and the school closures puts a little uh, wrench into the plans over here at the house.
0: I can imagine, you know it's putting a wrench in for anybody with kids this week it's just uh it's, you know three and a half four days off for these kids
2: yeah there's only that, so much you can do that's so pretty impressive to, to yeah. stay on schedule
1: ah uh, you poor guys <laughs> that is what you get when you make that decision you know what i'm saying
0: wow well, I'm well
1: my... you're pretty much done with it though yes yeah, right? yeah, you already just it. That. it doesn't yeah. affect
0: me so much because you know they can stay home alone i don't care and We'll so you can that. laugh at Viggs now because you've been through it. Well, yeah, I have been through it, and I, the thing is, I totally understand it too. When you got kid terrorism, no matter what it is, if it's kids not wanting to go to bed or kiss kids that and schedule that, uh, I feel for you, Viggs.
2: Thanks. There's only so much cosmic kids yoga we could get done today to tire <laughs> them out. So, <laughs>
1: well, cosmic we, kids yoga. Oh man.
2: <laughs> yeah, we yeah we get the Apple TV going. We we stream some yoga to uh, Moana and Frozen, and we all do our warrior pose and dog pose and try to get, try to get our negative energy out of our body, and restore you our shock
1: You should put some pumping iron on there with uh, Schwarzenegger and, and
2: watch him tease Lou Ferrigno and all those guys. You know when my son gets to be 10, 11, maybe we'll get into that, but six, you know, we're still into the other stuff. Oh, I'd start him young, come on.
0: Oh, well, Viggs, you know, we kind of already went over to Wisconsin, but I'm sure you've got a lot to say. You know, first we talked about how, you know, we talked about how Matsko wasn't happy about the game Friday night, but Friday night's game sure was fun.
2: Well, it's definitely fun to watch. You know, both games kind of had some throwback feels to them, you yeah. know, Friday with all the goals and then Saturday you know, all the extra tussles after the whistle and whatnot. Uh, there's a little bit of snarl to the game, which was fun. I think for all the fans, tons of energy in the building uh right on cue with an article that I pen about <clears throat> attendance issues, we get two of the best crowds we've seen in many years with the best energy we've seen in many years. And so that was fun to see is, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, that rivalry might be something to it.
0: <laughs> it does have some history.
2: Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, I do think that this last weekend did expose Minnesota's defense again. You know, they have issues, you know, getting transition started. They have issues playing the opponent's transition. I think we saw probably three or four stretch passes where Badger forwards are able to split the Gopher D. Not sure how that continues to happen week in and week out, but it does Almost every game you can count on that working for the other it's team. Like
1: terrible spacing, dude. I just like I said earlier before you got on, it's like these dudes, I'm like, what the hell? Where's your hockey sense? Where's your angles? I don't Yeah, know what there's
2: just there's just no attention and detail on maintaining a gap, you know, getting some speed back with players. I don't know if they're just so cautious, they're on their heels and they're so worried about being beat down the side that they don't play those gaps, but that's such a key factor. I remember, you know, when you're evaluating defensemen, one of the things you want to look at is how how aggressive are they at closing their gap and playing a tight gap up the ice, and that's just non existent at times for these guys.
0: Well, they're they're still trying to learn the system, Uh, and and we we knew this was going to be kind of a process, but so – it, it just kind of is what it is, you know. I've seen I've seen a bunch of questions in in the Mixler chat. Um, which assistant coach is dedicated to the D Corp? That's definitely uh, Raboyne, isn't it? Rabin,
2: yeah, I mean Raboyne's working with the D. Modscow is working with all of them. And anytime you ask the coaches about what they're trying to do and how they correct things, you know, they always come back to you. We've got what we've got on the roster, and we'll keep throwing them over the boards and and hopefully they'll get better. Uh, I think you'll see some turnover there as the coaches get their recruits in if the message doesn't get through to these kids.
1: Well, I mean, like I said, it's hard. You don't really... Hockey sense, it's like anything. You have that innate understanding of the game, and some of these guys, they might have physical talent, but sometimes I think that innate understanding of the game, that hockey sense just isn't there, and that's where some of these think poor decisions get made and um and you know that's kind of where we're kind of suffering i think a little bit
0: well it's hard to argue that uh frozen four uh or frozen four champs i should say in the mixture chat wants to know he wants your thoughts on mcmanus can he develop into a 20 goal guy what do you think (laughs) hammy can mcmanus be a big scorer
1: well i mean i don't I don't know that he's going to be a 20 goal guy. I think that he's going to be a guy that um, you can count on to uh, be a, a somebody's going to consistently produce, you know, some offense for, you know, probably more for his teammates than himself because he's never really been other than I mean, when he was at Shattuck, which of course you can't entirely count that stuff, <laughs> but um, you know, when he was in junior hockey, he he didn't have big goal scoring numbers. He had some solid numbers, but. Um, you know, but, you know, he does have 10 goals this year and that's pretty good for a sophomore year and we're on, you know, we still have a lot of games left. So it's certainly possible given the fact that he's improved, but uh, I I don't know. I mean, it's 20 goals is a a pretty big number. And, um, but you know, at his age and what he's done so far, it's been pretty impressive. So you never can rule that out.
0: What do you think Viggs McManus?
2: Well, I think one of the things that surprised me the most about McManus is he's turned into their net front guy on the first power play. You know, they've got they've got Pitlick, uh, Sheehy, Novak, um, and Gates out there, kind of on the perimeter spots. And McManus is not a big guy yet; he has kind of cemented himself in that role as that net front guy. You know, and he's got the ability to to find the soft spots. When they're out there on the power play, and he's actually done a really nice job getting the rebounds and moving the puck in tight. And so, you know, he's going to get opportunities to keep doing that for the Gophers. You know, Moscow needs guys who can score goals around the paint, and McManus looks like a guy who can do that. You know, he's got points in his last six games and has really embraced that role, and it's going to be hard to take it away from him.
0: Remember, if you have any questions for us, you know, even during the week, just use the the hashtag GPL podcast on Twitter and we'll try to get to them. I go back and I'll look for that stuff. And, of course, all of you listening live in the mixer chat, you can always throw questions at us. We'll try to get to all of them. Um, but, But before we get to all that, we need to hear from our sponsor. Well, there was, a, there was a return of sorts to uh, Mary Uchi this past weekend. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you heard it, uh, uh, Viggs, but uh, Steph, one of the old superfans, was in the crowd, and she actually attempted to do the old, uh, pardon me, uh, sex chant. I don't know if you heard it or not, but uh, uh, I heard it one time, and she was near the student section, and the students had no idea what was going on.
2: Well, you know, there's been a little <laughs> turnover in the fan base over the years. So maybe, maybe if she can show up for the Michigan game and give it another shot, they'll catch
0: on. Yeah. You know, it was funny because people could hear her over the TV even. Because I know she did it one time, I think earlier in the game. I thought I heard it. Yeah, just saying. He heard it on TV. Um, uh, It was on the other side of the arena. But then she did move closer to the student section and did it again. And a couple people in the band did it, and a couple uh, other people did it. But the, the most of the people were kind of scratching their heads going, well, what is this about? Uh, they didn't really know. But uh, it was a great crowd this weekend, Vegas. The students did, kind of, they did show up pretty well. And uh, a lot of people had $2 hot dogs, too.
2: Well, I think the weekend shows that allowing – anyone who's got a ticket for a friday or saturday night in that student section can show up and they can provide a nice atmosphere i you know thought the band got played out a little bit with the nhl style music mm-hmm. but you know whatever whatever gets those kids going but it was it was fun to see them in the building i think that's something that they're going to have to look at going forward to provide that kind of atmosphere um year round and uh, we'll see what happens with that. I know yeah. that they want to try to get as many students in there as they can every night.
0: And then, of course, we had the 40th anniversary of the NCAA championship from 1979. <laughs> uh, most of those guys were there, hammy. Uh, all these guys looked like they could still skate. Some of them didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know. The, <laughs> 40 <the> years. <laughs> age in, yeah, I mean, whatever that, make, that makes them. A lot of those guys in their 60s, right? So Yeah. Yeah, you know, probably not going to be blazing up the ice like you used to <laughs> at that point. By the way, I, I did manage to find my videotape with uh, the Final Five with Checo scoring the oh, really? game winner. Yeah, from Rasmussen uh, with our old buddy Frank Mazzacco on the call. You know, Checo! No! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of entertaining to see that because uh, I had Hadn't watched that in a long time. It
0: was entertaining. With a lot of the Wisconsin highlights that Minnesota was putting out last week, uh, we heard a lot of Frank Mazzacco and a lot of Wally Shaver, which was, which was fun. Uh, Frozen Four Champs said, you know, students need to come up with a better cheer than F the Badgers. And um, I, we're, pro- we're all with you 100% on that. I mean, it's eh. – We used to think other schools did that, but now it's Minnesota doing it quite often.
2: Yeah, we've heard it the other way with the Gophers quite a bit, and I think that's what this fan base is familiar with when they see it. I would hope they could be a little more creative with what they come back at them with when they visit Mariucci Arena. Uh, you know, we talk about all the time how the administration shouldn't be putting the stranglehold on the student section for what they can and can't do, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> Find something else.
0: I It's... Hey, be a little more creative. Be funny. I mean, the Volker. I mean, you know, everyone's. You're gonna hear it. You know, somebody swear in the audience. Oh, f the ref, this, whatever. But when it's a whole student section saying f the Badgers or or whoever the big opponent is, it's just, uh, boy, it's time to grow well, up.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I get it. I get what you're saying. But I guess at the same time, I just want the students to be there and to be entertained. You know, and enjoy the. You know, because let's face it, it is supposed to be a more, a more of a student experience, even though they're not the ones that are paying the bills, so to speak. But um, it is nice to have a pretty active and loud student section, and that kind of sets the tone, I think. Uh, especially, I think the players get a little bit jazzed up by that stuff with their peers. So, yeah, hopefully the creativity does improve, but um, <laughs> it's good to have the, the the students be there and be loud.
0: Well, before you came on, Vings, I played the the ah just Myers audio when he asked uh, Coach Mosco if uh, about uh, Sammy Walker and if it was a disciplinary blah blah blah. Um, bottom line is he didn't play Saturday night. They probably missed him because they had to shuffle things. Have you heard anything uh, about his ability to play this weekend? Is he skating or you know probably nothing official? But are we do we have any kind of knowledge of what's going on with him?
2: Well, he's skating this week, and the unsaid. Issue is obviously a a head injury that he's dealing with. You know, there are no such things as as mild concussions. Uh, These things can show up later, like apparently it happened to Walker, and they just want to be as cautious as they can getting him back into the lineup. Because Motzcout said many times, you know, this is a team they want healthy and playing well at the end of the year. It's not really that important that they – have their best game against Michigan this weekend. Sure, we'd like to see them play well this weekend, and Walker's a big part of that. But you don't want this kid getting rushed back in the lineup, getting his bell rung by a Wolverine and then missing the rest of the season or something like that. So, you know, he's skating. You know, they're not saying anything official one way or the other on A, injury, and B, if he'll play. Um, They expect him to play, I think. But we won't find that out until Friday night, probably.
0: And are we to assume it that it did come from that high stick after that goal, or maybe it could have been a hit somewhere else? But uh, you know, a, a certain Badger defenseman was a little frustrated when he scored and he took it out on the goal post And what he didn't realize, on, well, on his back, yeah, swing. that was Weisbach. That was the forward who had the
2: big, oh, big night on Saturday. You know, he sh- probably shouldn't have been in the lineup. Did he
0: actually, did he
1: actually hit him? Cause I, oh I, yeah, I, yeah, I he did. Totally tell on TV. I mean, you saw him react,
0: but. He, he did tell. get him in the 100%. head, but I, I don't know. It wasn't. A, it didn't look like a a really huge hit. But uh, right. I mean, if Walker did get, uh, I mean, Walker interviewed after the game seemed perfectly normal. But like you said, Vigs, if it was delayed, you know, we wouldn't have seen it then. But uh, uh, are we just kind of speculating that his so called concussion, if he has that, came from Weisbach? Well. That's the obvious place it could have come
2: from. I mean, if you are a, a player who's taking a two-hander and trying to break your stick over the goalposts, and as it's coming down, it hits someone's helmet and has a hard time getting down to the ice. I think a lot of that force must have gone into his helmet. So that's what Why I. Why was he on the ice
0: That that's ridiculous. Because you know, an accidental hit, yes, but he took a full swing in an attempt to break a stick out of frustration. And uh what do he got a two minute penalty and that was it. Yeah, that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that you know, there should be reviews and he shouldn't even been on the ice Saturday. Well that's contact to the head.
2: Yeah. You know? That's clear as, clear as day contact to the head. So that's a confusing confusing decision on the officials' part there. Um and then you know, he comes back and scores the goal on Saturday, so Tough break for the Gophers on that, oh, both not, ways.
0: I, I, well, yeah, it's, it's a tough break, but it's, 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 it's weak leadership up at the top, if you ask me. I mean, a lot of it times. It isn't. A lot of I time, didn't get any. I tried to ask the Big
2: Ten office, did they even review it? Was a consideration? And I got a non response from them.
0: You see, well, which you isn't go.
2: surprising, but.
0: That's lack of leadership. That's ridiculous. And, you know, I would say the same thing if one of our players did it, because he was doing it completely out of frustration. He was mad. He, I mean, it was almost a very, you know, I remember Keith Ballard doing this when, when he was playing for the Florida Panthers year, years ago. You know, they gave up a goal. He took out his frustration and on the goal post. I think he hit his goalie, didn't he?
2: Yeah, it's happened before. I mean. It's hard. <laughs> it's frustrating to watch. I hope those guys get the sick budget taken out of their <laughs> books or whatever when that happens.
0: Yeah, East Sutter said he doesn't understand how he's able to play Saturday either. And yeah, well, we don't get it. And it's just it's just a strange thing. Uh, not really sure what else to say about that. So we're just hoping that, that Walker's back this weekend, and hopefully it's nothing serious because, like you said, there's no such thing as a mild concussion. At least you know, we've learned that over the last 10 years that that's just the case.
2: Yep, and I'll try to swing my practice tomorrow. So if people are following me on Twitter, if I see Walker on the ice, I'll be sure to let everybody know.
0: And there you go. Well, this this Big Ten season has been kind of weird. There's a lot of teams. I mean, Gophers are uh, basically two points out of second place and four points out of last place. It, it is a busy conference except for Ohio State up top there, Hammy. So the ending of this season could end up pretty interesting. We could go from being home ice to on the road in just a blink of an eye.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, it'll be, like I said earlier, it's kind of been one of those seasons where it's like nobody in particular has been all that consistent one week to the next and played great other than the one team was at the top. And, um, so you don't really know what's going to happen at the end of the year. I guess that in a way that like I talked about winning your way in, maybe that gives them a better shot because, um, while Ohio state would have to be considered the favorite, you know, it's not like they're unbeatable either. So, um, you know, we'll we'll just have to see how the guys kind of round out this last uh, couple months, and maybe they'll make a run and uh, they can kind of win their way in.
0: Well, it kind of starts this weekend again. Another home series, Vees. Uh, the Wolverines coming to town, and uh, last time we played the Wolverines, uh, we did a pretty good job of shutting down their superstar. Uh, they'll need to do it again this weekend.
2: Yeah, Quentin Hughes draws a lot of eyes when he's on the ice. I didn't think he had probably his best series against Minnesota for whatever reason, whether it's the Minnesota actually taking someone really seriously and focusing and paying attention to detail. um, Or if it's Quinn Hughes, just, you know, didn't have his a game. Uh, We'll see. Uh, He's a dynamic player. He's a one man power play breakout. Uh, He's dangerous when he has the puck on top um, on the power play. Uh, We'll see what happens this weekend. You know, there is a history of goal scoring when these two teams get into it. <laughs> yeah. Whatever whatever it is, you know, these guys can't hold back and, and play tight defense. So I think, you know, there is going to be a chance for goal scoring. and I think we've seen Minnesota generate a little bit more offense the last couple of weeks. You know, they've done a, a nice job on the power play. Uh, they've done some rush scoring. I think their defensemen are doing a good job of joining the rush at times uh, to create some scoring chances. You know, you just got to hope that, this coaching staff, uh, they mentioned putting in some more ground rules for their defensemen on their puck possession and um, playing, you know, rushes through the neutral zone and talking to the forwards about how to handle the, the back check a little bit better. And those are going to be critical things against Michigan because Michigan likes to get the play going. So if, if Minnesota can be, a, you know, have sound attention and detail on those things, they can be successful.
0: Well, Hammy and I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier about, uh, you know the chances of Minnesota getting in as an at-large bid now is pretty low. They would have to have win a lot of games and have quite a bit of luck with the teams ahead of them. So right now, you know, we pretty much said it's let's just keep learning, getting through the season. And if you want, if you're serious about it, you need to win the tournament, and that's really has to be their goal right now. Really, is just get to the get to the Big Ten tournament and win it to get to the NCAA's.
2: Yeah, I mean, if they were in this pairwise position after Christmas, that's one thing. But a month later, it's almost impossible to make up this much ground. Uh, especially, you know, there could be a situation in the tournaments like last year where a bunch of, you know, surprises happen winning conference tournaments because it seems like college hockey is more wide open than ever. So that's a strong possibility. And I think the Big Ten's wide open. Uh, you'd like to not see Ohio State until the end, mm-hmm. but. I think any team in this conference can beat any team.
0: You're right, and you know Minnesota will have to get it done. Uh, you know, if they want home ice, they they've got to do some quite a bit of winning here. And you know, I don't. I think, like you said, I think Ohio State's still vulnerable. Um, they we head there in a couple of weeks, and we'll we'll see how we do. Um, it, it, it's just a big toss up, isn't it, Amy? It is. And, uh, you know, I think it's just going to come down to who's
1: playing pretty good hockey at the end of the year. Um, um, obviously, you can kind of when you get to the playoffs. You throw the records out a bit. <laughs> and uh, yeah. hopefully the guys, like I said earlier, the younger guys will be hitting their stride even more. And uh, maybe some of the older guys being at their last run at it will uh, feel some inspiration and maybe they'll pull it, bring it together and make us, uh, you know, be a, be a surprise for everybody.
0: So what do you think this weekend? How do you think they're going to do this weekend, Viggs? It's hard to
2: think of anything else (laughs) other than a split right now. You know, I could see some games going into overtime, but I just don't see consistency from any team right now in the Big Ten where you expect sweeps. I think we were all shocked about Minnesota going to Notre Dame and sweeping, and I think we were all shocked to see them go to Michigan State and get swept. Um, So those are possibilities, but it's not what I'm expecting.
0: Hammy, I'm thinking this team is so uh Jekyll and Hyde, it it is really hard to predict anything these days.
1: <laughs> no, it's like whatever is the most middle of the road way of going at like a split like <laughs> we talked about, you know, that's kinda of what you feel the most safe about because uh you feel like, well, if they're I don't I can't see them losing both, that's too pessimistic, but Man, I don't want to be too arrogant and cocky about a, a sweep because, man, they haven't shown us that they can really do that consistently. So, um, hopefully, it's one of those deals. I mean, Michigan hasn't—they've, I think, they're five hundred since they played the Gophers last. Uh, three wins, three losses, two ties, or something like that. So, it's not like they've been playing great. So, hopefully, um, having to travel, the Gophers will have an advantage there and you know get uh, get a couple wins. But it's hard to predict that.
0: East Editor mentions in the Mixler chat, uh, what's going to suck is uh, is the non-conference games versus Arizona State while the rest of the ten, uh, Big Ten plays league games. You know, with uneven teams in in, in the Big Ten, that's just kind of how things go, um, uh, Viggs. You know, someone the last week of the season is not going to play, and it's Minnesota's turn. And I guess it's better to play a really good team than not play at all.
2: Well, it's good that they're playing. You know, last year we thought they just needed to get a point out of the Penn State series and they'd be playing at home and they couldn't deliver. And that kind of hangover effect carried in over the next weekend. So at least they avoid that scenario this year. But they'll find out where they're at at the end of uh, February. And who knows? One thing they really need to focus on, I think, is getting Matt Robson back on his A game. You know, it's not that he played poorly the last couple weekends but he's not the same goalie that was playing against Ohio State and Michigan early in the year. You know, it was basically Minnesota could rely on him to to bail them out of a lot of mistakes and I don't think we've seen that the last couple of weekends. So I think that's something to watch for a little bit.
0: Looks like Mote joined us a little too late. We already talked about the sex chant Mote. Uh, yes, Steph was there. Yes, she did it and uh, that's about all that's all we have to tell you. So maybe if you get to the show earlier, you know, you, you would have heard this being mean to mote sorry mote i just had to well well you know you talk about you know we're playing arizona state at the end of the season you know what vegas if they would have won those bad games <laughs> earlier this year i think that penn state or i shouldn't say arizona state could have been a huge series at the end of the year but since they threw away those games against st lawrence and uh i'm forgetting it now uh, Fair state Fair state there you go <laughs> that uh you know, it is big. It's not going to be as big of a deal because they won't even be in position. But, you don't. Know, you lose, you win those other games. All of a sudden you've got a team against a, a higher-ranked uh, pairwise team. It would have been good. But this year I don't think it's going to matter.
2: Yeah, I mean, even if they win these games and get hot, you know, Michigan's pretty low in the pairwise. I think they're lower than the Gophers. Uh, Penn State's kind of fallen out of the at-large bid scenarios right now for pairwise. Uh, so there's not a lot of help right now for Minnesota to rise up. Uh, So it's probably going to be more important for the Arizona state squad than Minnesota.
0: It actually probably will. So maybe they'll be the first at large bid. Uh, Who's not in part of a conference since Anchorage in the early nineties, I think it is. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, That's all we got for this week, guys. I'm cold. I kind of want to end the show because it's cold in my office. Let's do it. <laughs> and like I said, we try to predict, but we can't predict this team anymore, folks. So we're just going to go with it and we'll see what happens. So that's pretty much our show this for this week. You know, be sure to follow Vigo on Twitter at eVigo, on Hammy on Twitter at Hammy Hockey. For those of you listening live, stay tuned. We'll do a little bit overtime coming up next. For the rest of you, we'll be back next week to uh, recap the Michigan series and preview Penn State on the road. Uh, So we'll see you next time on the GPL podcast.